Hello, and welcome to Thought Rambler. I'm Jonathan Dick, and these are my rambling thoughts. Today's episode is malls, particularly here in Portland, Oregon. We have a mall called Lloyd Center. And today I have a couple rambling thoughts about Lloyd Center. I have no personal affinity to Lloyd Center. I didn't grow up in that neighborhood. I did grow up in and around Portland, Oregon, so I do remember it as a child. It was known to be one of the, if not at one point, the largest mall in America or North America. It was a uh, splendor to behold, I'm sure, back in the day. By the 80s and 90s, however, when I had seen it, it was, I wouldn't say run down, but it definitely wasn't peak Lloyd Center. Not too long ago, I did live in the Lloyd District neighborhood for several years. And even though, Lo- even though Lloyd Center was there the entire time, I don't remember going in there more than once or twice. Because at some point, we stopped caring about malls. I think there's been a lot of discussion about this. You know, what do we do with these giant spaces? What is the plan? Both suburban malls and in the case of Lloyd Center, an urban mall. What do we do with it? Where does it go? It can't go anywhere. Do we knock it down? Do we keep it retail? Does retail bring people in? Personally, I don't believe that retail and retail alone brings people out on mass or else we wouldn't see the decline of malls however malls have space and it's the space that i'm interested in more than anything else because with space you can have experiences and as i ruminate on these ideas of what to do with lloyd center what to do with malls what to do with these large areas that were once pantheons to retail? What do we do with them? One idea that has been proposed that I read in the news uh, not too long ago during the COVID management um, part of the pandemic, that Lloyd Center could be used as um, someplace for health resources. And I like this in a sort of theory because there's a theme there. I think I'm always attracted to thoughts that have themes. I think it's easy to always, you can go on tangents, but you can always be brought back to the theme. What's that main theme? And in the case of this person's idea, it was a health center. Now, the only problem I have with that is that we have health centers. They're called hospitals. Uh, (laughs) We... uh, um, you know, and the idea that there would be like, you know, what would it be like? Like Providence would have the anchor where Sears used to be and uh, where Macy's was. It would be Moda or some other health insurance company. I don't know if that's going to help the consumer. Um, but I think there is this idea of, well, let's get on a theme. Let's think of a theme. Like what would not only bring people into a space, but bring people into a space and want to spend money, want to spend time, want to come back again. It's not just a one-time experience. It's a multi-time experience. You can't count on a pandemic. You can't hope. I don't want anyone to be hoping for a pandemic again. I don't want to have to go through that again. I want to be able to go into a place like 
at one point North America's largest mall. Now indoor. I think at one point it was actually quote-unquote outdoor, but it's now indoor. It's about a million and a half square feet. Multi-levels, at least three that the consumers can get to, and within some of the department store anchors, it's four or five, depending on which one. That's a lot of space. It's a lot of space for modern-day retail. So what else do you do with it? You're only going to get vaccinated once or twice. What's going to take you back there over and over and over again? Experiences. Now, there's been a decline in group experiences lately. You know, Portland, Oregon is an interesting place because there is a need for spaces. There's a need for indoor spaces. It rains so much throughout the year here. Um, and kind of like the that opposite of maybe somewhere like Phoenix, where it's just so damn hot for so many months out of the year that boom, you need to have indoor spaces to cool people down. You need that air conditioning. Up here in the Northwest, it's more just like you need you need to get out of the doom and gloom. So I have three proposals for Lloyd Center, specifically Lloyd Center, although. I think any of these ideas can become, uh, you, you could slide any of these ideas into a more suburban mall. Again, Lloyd Center, just to put it in context, is in, it's on the eastern side of the river across from downtown Portland. So it's still within that sort of downtown, very metropolitan downtown area. You have the convention center, you have the Moda Center where the Blazers play, you have the Memorial Coliseum where the um, Winterhawks, the hockey team plays. It's a very congested area with light rail, streetcar, freeways, hotels, restaurants, plenty of parking, movie theater. There has been a decline in the security of the neighborhood. Uh, It has experienced crime year in and year out for multiple decades. I don't know if it's quote-unquote any better now. I think that crime sort of has an ebb and flow and in that neighborhood specifically so close to the freeways and so close to so much transportation, it's just bound to have a certain element. I don't know if these three ideas, if any, which one alone changes or manipulates that element specifically. I think it'll be obvious when we get to them. But there is hope that um, Holiday Park, for example, which is right outside of Lloyd Center, is a green space next to a, a max light rail train station. But it's always sort of been known as like a needle park. It's always sort of been known as a place you don't want to, that's a station you don't want to get off on if you don't have to. Wait till Rose Garden. (laughs) Wait till Convention Center. Just walk back if you need to. So will any of these ideas change that element? I think so. Because again, I think people coming into an urban center willing to spend money, means that there is now extra attention to security versus how it is right now, which is there's a lot of business that there's like a 
it's like a um, downtown junior. There's businesses there. There's people uh, in the mix of it in the daytime hours, but after hours, not so much. There's not a lot bringing them in. So that's where safety and security needs to be an issue. And if you're going to have something like Lloyd Center and you're going to change it from strictly a retail mall into something else with experiences, then obviously it's going to be the theme of that experience, which will also sort of designate how safe or how safe uh, the developers and the people who are bought into the idea would want it to be. For example, idea number one is a family-friendly idea. It is the kind of idea that could be family-friendly throughout the day and probably in the early hours of the evening. I don't know uh, if the mall, (laughs) I don't know how late the mall wants to be open, to be honest. I think with this idea, though, you could even stretch out a 9, 10, or even 11, even a 12 p.m. close because Lloyd Center is destined to have the sort of availability for many different needs, being that it's multiple stories and it's a large, spread out floor plan. So idea number one, I call the cross between the urban fun center and the athletic complex. You see, Lloyd Center is also very unique because in the center of it, now let me see. Let's let's just get into uh let's just like jump onto a hot air balloon. Let's float over Portland, cross the river. Okay, let's drop a couple sandbags. All right, let's level out and find ourselves above Lloyd Center. And what we're going to see besides the parking lots, we're going to see huge sort of anchor stores on, well, think of a compass, north, south, east, west. And on those points, north, south, east, west, you sort of have anchors. So the north, you have like a Barnes and Noble slash Ross anchor. On the south, you would have what was once Meyer and Frank, also Macy's now vacant uh, anchor. Uh, West would be the uh, vacant, uh, used to be Nordstrom's anchor. And east was uh, Sears, also vacant. I believe Marshall's also vacant. Those were the big anchors on the ends. All the inlet stores, I believe there's still about 100 or so still there, but there's hundreds unava- or available, just empty, as it is right now, at the time of this recording. And in the middle, what makes it very unique is one of the only ice skating rinks in the state. And there's been some notoriety over the years. Tanya Harding skated there. She's from the area. I don't know who else skated there now that I think about it. Maybe there's no notoriety to it. But, you know, if you grew up in Portland, that's something you do around Christmas. I don't know, maybe once or twice in my childhood, a few times. It's nice, though, to have like a sort of open air sort of skating rink. But it's right there in the center. So, you know, (laughs) at its most, right there in the basement, in the center... So at its most, you know, it's it already is part of an athletic complex. There's already something built into it that you don't want to take out that has to do with uh, athletics 
uh, uh, play health. <laughs> you know, that theme of athletics stretches to, you know, um, not only does it get people together to play team sports, but it gets people together to play and exercise um, those happy uh, chemicals that glitter the brain when one is experiencing play and camaraderie and teamwork and achieving goals. To me, I don't think that we have enough athletics or at least, well, see, I say that also in the same breath is that we have too much. We have so much distraction when it comes to professional sports and the hierarchy that then is built off of professional sports when it comes to junior sports. So I guess I should be careful because it's just my opinion, but I just see a lot more kids going to video games than to baseball diamonds. So what can we do about that? How do we get people to be more physical? Well, again, like urban, fun, center, athletic, complex. Let's combine those names, people. We got athletic, fun, center. Let's turn Lloyd Center into an athletic, fun center. Now, I'm just going to start shooting off here. These are just company names. I'm not, a tr- you know, I'm not sponsored by anything. But think about one of those anchors instead of it being like a Sears or something. Well, what happens when you put a 24-hour fitness? Boom, right in there. You can get basketball courts. You can get racquetball courts. You can get pickleball courts. You can get all your exercising and all your, maybe another swimming pool, another a swimming pool. Maybe you get some of that kind of um, uh, yoga stuff, you know, you know, the yoga stuff, (laughs) yoga studios. And that doesn't stop other uh, inlet stores from having those things as well. You know, you think about that and then you think about yoga businesses. Well, there's like the Lululemons of the world. Wouldn't they want to have a space now? So you can also bring retail back into the mall. But again, it is a mixture of retail service and experience that's going to hold people there, I think, in this new age, in this new modern era. So a gym, that would be a good anchor. You know, something that might have a rock wall or something, that might be a good anchor. What about like a Dave and Buster's type place? That might be a good anchor, someplace you can go in and you can have you know, a bunch of arcade games, or you can have a bunch of laser tag, or you can have a bunch of virtual reality stuff or uh, whatever else they do at Dave and Buster's. You know, you think at um, uh, Lloyd Center, as it is right now, there's a third floor, you got a food court, you got movie theaters, you already have that built in, that infrastructure is already there. So yeah, I mean, you could go in many different ways in this direction of just athletic fun center. Again, thinking about experiences, athletic experiences, thinking about the fact that, yeah, maybe there's a part of Lloyd Center that shuts uh, minors out at a certain time of day. And then it's, you know, sports bars and it's maybe more adult themed athletics, dodgeball, darts, axe throwing, <laughs> maybe you know down on the ice rink you get late night competitive curling I love the idea of an athletic fun center I love the idea of thinking like well what am I going to do with the the 18 grandkids I'm going to throw them in the minivan where are we going to go we're going to go to Lloyd Center because I know we can get to this that and the other and you know uh, there's like these uh 
uh, uh, I was going to say jump rope Velcro. That would be something. No, there's these trampoline uh, places now where kids just go and bounce around. That could be an anchor. Top golf, that could be an anchor. You know, uh, some kind of like a bowling alley fun center sort of a thing. That could be an, an anchor mini golf. You get these kinds of experiences. You get these kinds of things. Maybe there's like a way that, hey, 20 bucks gets you into the whole place and you can just go boom, 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 boom all around. And of course, you spend your money on concessions. You got sort of, um, you know, all your smoothies and your health food and everything else. But, you know, there's going to be athletics also means like junk food. It means beer. You know, maybe there's a part of the the Lloyd Center that, you know, because there's no kids, you can walk around with open containers. Wouldn't that be nice? So idea number one, athletic fun center. Take the whole family, take your first date, take them to Lloyd's Athletic Fun Center. All right, idea number two. Idea number two sort of takes uh, the opposite approach. And idea number two, before we get too far into it, is really just here as a ballast. Uh, there's no part of me that actually thinks that idea number two could happen in modern day America, maybe somewhere else. If it could, I don't know, maybe it kind of already does. We're going to get into that. But would idea number two really be a viable idea? I really don't think so. But I'm going to talk about it anyways because I think it is a fun thought experiment. And hey, we are rambling on thoughts here at Thought Rambler. So idea number two takes the other side of the coin. It is not family friendly. In fact, keep your kids away. No kids allowed. Unless they're here to pick up their parents. <laughs> idea number two, what to do with Lloyd Center is turn it into a uh, devil's playground, if you will, a little Las Vegas, perhaps, the devil's playground. I keep going back and forth. Like, What would be the name? The devil's playground, little Las Vegas, maybe little Las Vegas, little Sin City. But idea number two is taking it to the place where, as a municipality, Portland recognizes the boundaries of the Lloyd Center, the million and a half square feet, and decides that here in this space, gambling would be legal, prostitution would be legal, and some drugs, maybe some other drugs that are not legal on the street would be legal. I don't know. I don't know really what those drugs would be. I don't know what that enforcement's going to be like. But at the very least, gambling and prostitution and how about open containers? Go back to that idea that we kind of had at the Athletic Fun Center after hours with dad and the, and the gang and mom and her pals all uh, bombing around with open containers. Take that to the next level. Just make it all open container in Lloyd Center. Rooms of video poker. <laughs> God. <laughs> I guess this would also mean that part of it would probably be like cigarettes would be allowed, which means that you could smoke in malls again and be so disgusting. But Little Sin City, hey, uh, 
there's money there. <laughs> That's the first and foremost. I mean, my, my hope is that, you know, everything being equal, something like this, if set up correctly, you know, could we get a sex workers of Portland union together to take on the brothel side of this, right? Could we make a uh, Sears or Macy's anchor into sort of a spa? And guess what? Brothels have been around for a long, long time. And some people know how to some people know how to do it. Some people know how to run them. I I, I don't think we should like step away from that. I think we should accept it. If you're gonna accept this idea. And no one's gonna accept this idea. <laughs> but somewhere in there it's a great idea. Uh sex workers of the world unite and take over and start here in Portland, Oregon, and let us turn Lloyd Center into Little Sin City, the Devil's Playground. Now, why would Lloyd Center specifically be an awesome venue for Little Sin City? Well, number one, again, the infrastructure is already there, as funny as it sounds. But, you know, what we're looking at here is kind of like a ooh, mini Macau, like a mini Macau. You know, you have your casino your old, the, the old Nordstrom's for example boom casino maybe the old Sears boom casino and then you have uh maybe the old Marshalls well that could be a, a boys only men only type style uh brothel and then maybe the old Macy's is a female uh style brothel and you can go wherever the heck you want and all the inlet stores in the middle of it can be whatever they want. I'm sure there'd be lots and lots of options. <laughs> but imagine again that, you know, this is a place where you could walk in and immediately grab a beer or a cocktail. You know, um, your ID, of course, would probably be checked. There'd be tons of security. I mean, like, let's just if we're going to talk about this idea in any sort of seriousness, and let's just get like the silly stuff away. I mean, there would be heightened security. You talk about Las Vegas, you have to talk about Las Vegas in every single way. You're talking about are the credit card companies going to play or is this going to be a cash only business? You know, uh, what, who owns the security? Who owns the casinos, right? Are we talking about the Confederated Tribes, uh, the nine tribes of Oregon? Are we talking like with the sex workers? Do they have some sort of coalition? Like who is owning that stuff? How do we make sure that corruption is uh, not the end result, that this isn't just going to be uh, some kind of a mob run uh, venture <laughs> at some point, you know, and I think it's impossible to believe that something like this, where you are, where you are talking about a Sin City, Little Sin City, mini Macau, I can't imagine there's going to be anything other than pushback. Although let's be fair, every religious group should want something like this to happen because let's be fair, every religious group does make money off of its constituents, its congregations. Um, the more the merrier, its conversions. So as much as like there'd be pushback from that religious entity, I don't know. I always sense a little bit of hypocrisy there, considering what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, you can tell I'm probably... <laughs> 
You can tell I'm not religious. <laughs> I have nothing against religion. I'm not religious. And we'll end it at that. But religion will become a part of this discussion if Little Sin City or the Devil's Playground or Minnie Macau becomes a viable option for Lloyd Center. Again, thinking about the anchors being something that's going to drive people in and spend money. Well, casinos do that. You know, uh, you could even put in venues. You could put in concert venues. You could put in uh, EDM dance floor places for the kids. You know, you think uh, you think of a baby Bourbon Street, Minnie Macau, baby Bourbon Street, little little Las Vegas, Slim Sin City. I imagine the Max train that goes from the airport to the Lloyd Center and beyond, but for sure the Holiday Park Lloyd Center stop is there on the red and blue line. And so the red line goes to the airport. I would just imagine that something like a Little Las Vegas, a Mini Macau, a Baby Bourbon Street, depending on actually how on actually how successful and safe it is, uh, would you get more quote unquote tourism from out of state, out of country? You know, the Athletic Fund Center will only bring in local, metropolitan, and possibly regional cash, considering the fact that at best, let's say, third floor of the Sears has been turned into all pickleball, all right? Maybe the second and third floors, pickleball only, and you have tournaments daily from 8 in the morning to 8 at night, especially on the weekends. Racquetball, basketball, same thing. Soccer. You could fit these things inside of a place like Lloyd Center, and you it wouldn't be weather dependent, which is great in the Pacific Northwest because so many courts are outdoors still, and they're so weather dependent. But again, you're not getting in all you're not getting in international money. Little Las Vegas, Minnie Macau, will bring in international money, whether you want it to or not, whether it's healthy or not. I mean, money is always healthy. Again, how does the government take their fair share, put it into education, put it into the state, put it into the people who need it? How does it not become corrupt both by organized crime? How does it not become corrupt from the government? Hard to know. But that's my idea number two for Lloyd Center. Adult-only pleasure house of sin and debauchery, <laughs> hookah bars, uh, you know, obviously uh, marijuana, dispensary bar. I mean, can you imagine walking in? I want to get a beer. I want to get a joint. I'm just going to walk around. There's like those uh, windows with maybe uh, men and women in them wearing practically nothing or nothing. And, oof, you know, it could be a fun place. <laughs> it sounds tantalizing, doesn't it? Walking around, you and your buddies. You just got to make sure, again, it would be like every third person would be a security guard. <laughs> Anyone touches the ladies, you're out. Unless you're paying for it. And then, of course, stay, please. 
something like a Little Las Vegas. That could exist at a Lloyd Center for sure. Again, it's kind of already in a neighborhood where there's a history of crime. So it's like, do you really want to, do you want to like add more? Do you want to say like, hey, let's, all the things that made this area an area that was rife with crime, like we're going to bring it back and concentrate it uh, in that sort of New Amsterdam, which is a reference to the wire kind of way where, you know, you are taking a part of the neighborhood and you're saying all crime is legal here, but outside of it is very much not legal. So if you're going to commit crime, if you're going to sell drugs, you're going to do prostitution, gambling, et cetera, you do it in New Amsterdam. And that essentially made New Amsterdam a uh, place where no one was living, you know, so no one was getting hurt, but it made it a very debauchery, debaucherous area. And then the surrounding area of New Amsterdam, this is all in an episode of The Wire, uh, was safer. You know, the gang uh, activity was now gone because it was all in New Amsterdam. You know, do you think that Lloyd Center could do sort of that same sort of vacuum effect and bring some of that criminal element out of the surrounding areas of the Lloyd District if it were so concentrated? Or is an idea like that even better, uh, you know, thinking about airports? Well, what about here in Portland? Uh, you know, we have like kind of an abandoned island called Hayden Island. Um and, and Jansen Beach used to be sort of like the mall that was up there, and it's right on the border of Washington, and so it's on the freeway. I don't, you know, transportation would probably have to be made specifically to get someone from the airport to that place to avoid all the other kinds of traffic, and if it were successful, I mean, a thing like Little Las Vegas or Mini Macau on a property like Jansen Beach on Hayden, Hades Island, not Hayden Island, Hades Island, would be fantastic. You know, it would be maybe even better, except for the people who live on Hades Island. Uh, all the houseboats and and floating homes would have to maybe they would they would just uh, you know uh, untether themselves from the morge and float on down the river, I guess. Uh, but I that might actually be a better place to put it. Or you know, I think about Clackamas uh, County or you know places out in. Um, the Western Washington County, you know, kind of a a place like, again, transportation would be easier if it was closer to sort of like an airport, freeways and all of that kind of stuff. But any kind of abandoned mall area could take on a mini Macau or an athletic fun center. But I think idea number three here is the one that's the most specific to something like Lloyd Center, because I think there is a beauty to the fact that Lloyd Center is right in the heart of the city. And, and it's, it's kind of tragic, the idea that, you know, one of the ideas on the table in, in reality is to just to demolish it and put up a bunch of mixed retail living spaces, um, which we I think we just like people who have lived in Portland, Oregon and other cities around America, you probably just experienced the same thing we did, which is like, you know, 10 to 15 years of development going that way. And none of it seems to make a damn difference. I don't think our city is more beautiful because of them or more chic or anything like that. So I would rather keep the structure of Lloyd Center, all of the electrical, plumbing, water, you know, uh, heating, HVAC, it's already there. The bones are already there. They're good bones. Let's just restructure it. 
And so my last idea, uh, idea number three, as I ramble, ramble, ramble on down the road, is looking at Lloyd Center, an urban mall, a mall that you can get to, plenty of parking, free parking, plenty of bus access, plenty of train access. You can certainly walk it from certain parts of the neighborhood, more chic areas of the neighborhood. You can bike, scooter, or walk. I think they just recently even put a walking, biking bridge over I-84 in that sort of neighborhood. The idea of it being in the center of the town is what I like about it, because as I think about the nugget of this idea, there's something about the way that cities used to operate, where people would, where there would be life in the middle of the town, where there would be life in the morning, afternoon, and evening in the center of town. Now, we don't have the kind of lifestyle anymore. Religion isn't what it used to be, right? So I'm not talking about a cathedral here, although, you know, um, in this idea, there is a space for religion and religious places and space for religious spaces. But I also believe that this idea is still an idea of experience, commerce, and service. Those three things that are going to bring people in, keep them there for a while, spending money in a family-friendly way. And in a way that can hopefully add to the pride of the city. And this is why I like the idea so much. This is why I like idea number three the most, is that it really establishes a certain pride in the city, of the city, of the people who make up the city. Idea number three is what I would call simply an international market. Not a bazaar. <laughs> bazaar sound bizarre, but a market, like an international market. And the way I look at the international market uh, model is a place where, you know, uh, internationally, if, if you've been internationally, if you've been to a place where, you know, there are, are squares, kind of like we have Pioneer Square, other cities have um, large areas where you can set up farmer's markets or you can set up sort of um, Christmas bazaars or you can set up something like that, you know, part of festivals uh, where you can do like Oktoberfest or you can do like a St. Patty's Day. And an international market, that could be all sorts of things. I mean, again, I think there is a very much dependence in an international market on its internationalness. So just to back up here really quickly, you know, I want to make the point that growing up, my experience with malls have been very whitewashed malls, malls that are meant for the white American middle class consumer. So if you were to find, you know, the stores in Mall A in Washington, you're going to find them also in Arizona, you're going to find them in Iowa, etc. I I think there's something cool about that. And there's something where I, I think I just I didn't even question that for the longest time. It just was like, that's what a mall was. You know, maybe if you saw like a target at a mall, you'd be huh, that's kind of weird because like Target isn't really like a mall type of store. Like it stands alone, right? But if you so if you like you saw that, you'd be like, huh, that's kind of weird. But malls, you know, it's like it's a Macy's, it's a Nordstrom's, it's a you know, it's Sears back in the day, right? Or we had Montgomery Ward or something. Like those were the anchors of these stores, JC Penney's. 
the anchors of these stores. And then you find all these like, I don't know what, what's still around right now, all the hot topics. I think that's still around the forever 21s, the old navies, but it's fewer and far between, right? Certain restaurants you could find cheesecake factory or something like that in a mall. But you're not thinking of like mall as as far as like there's there's not you're not you know Giro doesn't dream of malls <laughs> right you're not gonna find the world's best sushi in a mall uh or maybe it has happened I don't know maybe that's a specialty somewhere but the international market idea is a way to try to wrangle all the different cultures, all the different, specifically in Portland, the immigrant cultures in the metropolitan area and in the metroplex. Maybe immigrant right there isn't the right word because you could be here for several generations and still celebrate your culture in a way that is just as rich and important as those who just arrived. But I think you know what I mean here about, you know, when I say cultures and I say international cultures, I'm talking about something that's outside of the norm of the North American, you know, United States, Canadian mall experience that has been exported around the world. I've been to parts of Europe and I've seen it there. I've been to Singapore and I've seen it there. I would much prefer an international market that prides itself on you know, who are the communities in and around the market? So before I get further down into this, I think there's a lot of, you know, caveats with this idea of, well, you know, who deserves the space? How do you get people into the spaces, uh, first of all, right? And where do people go? Is it a mishmash? Do you, you know, is it uh, first come, first serve? Who's going to be the anchors? What large, you know, sort of international market, if if we can understand what that is, um, well, who's going to sit down like and be the old Sears? You know, who can afford that that space? And this is where I'm afraid where I think this idea becomes less and less viable because there would be a certain amount of whoever owns the development group, whoever owns Lloyd Center would have to be open to the idea of either granting. See, I don't even know. Like these are details that I don't even know. I would just imagine, like money-wise, however, there would have to be a lot of latitude given to places where I mean, because the whole point is that we're trying to bring people in, right? So I'm getting all oh, I'm getting so rambled up in my thoughts. So again, let's just think about it from the point of let's just try to compartmentalize this. So you know, you think about your compass, you think about your north, south, east, west of anchors, and you think about your. Uh, ice rink in the middle and all the inlet stores. And then you want to 3D chest that and you want to look at it from a, uh, um, a 3D scope, you know, where you have actually three stories. And, and in some cases, you have four or five in the department stores. Well, you know, looking around Portland, Oregon, we have communities of, you know, we have Asian communities, we have Indian communities, we have Pacific Islander communities, we have Latin American communities, we have Central American communities, we have Mexican communities, we have Caribbean communities, we have Canadian communities, and European communities, and African communities, and Middle Eastern communities, and I think I've gone just about 
all around the world if you also want to include Russia and all of that as well as a separate entity. But you, you get my idea. You know, I, I think if we were to really push an idea like the international market with Lloyd Center, what we're trying to say is, hey, here in Portland, Oregon, we believe in our ethnic and let's just admit for let's just make it easy. Let's call it our immigrant, <laughs> our immigrant communities, because we have them here. They're here. We work with them every day. We talk to them and work with them every day. And I think we should all be celebrated in some sort of a way. And as I look at Lloyd Center specifically as this giant space, I wonder. If communities in and around Portland had the opportunity to either open up shop in one of the inlet stores or possibly, uh, you know, open up shop in one of the larger anchors, depending on how that space is divvied out, you know, what becomes community space, what becomes festival space, what becomes sort of like you know, an area where many booths could be set up, but what's in them could change. Again, going back to that uh, north, south, east, west, you know, could you look at it like a map? Could you put, uh, you know, uh, in the sort of Barnes & Noble, uh, Ross, Dressed for Less area, could that be kind of the more uh, European side of the immigrant table and, you know, uh, down below on the south end, you can have Africa and the east end, you could have Asia and the west end, you could have Latin America. Something that obviously is not all inclusive because where's Australasia? But I think we get the point. The inlet stores can even become sort of, you know, again, you can look at them in a geographical sense and know that like, hey, we're going to keep such and such stores between Africa and Asia open for um, people who want to open up shop that is sort of from that area geographically, whatever that might mean. The Indian Ocean sort of area, I don't know. I'm just throwing some ideas out there. I'm just rambling some ideas, but I like this idea of an international market. And at first it's a bit foo-foo. Because again, like, where's the money going to come from? Why are people going there? Well, why do people go anywhere? So much is niche when it comes to community. So much is niche when it comes to people wanting to share themselves and go someplace and go outside their comfort zone. I think an international market is a kind of a place where, because yes, we have international communities in Portland, but Portland is still very white. It's still very middle class, white American, white bread, blah, 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 mayonnaise, mayonnaise on toast with some Parmesan cheese. Om, nom, 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 nom. And so as someone who's kind of been in and around the world, I kind of think about, again, where would I want to go if I was going to go hang out with friends? Well, I would want to go someplace where there would be things to do. Restaurants, cafes, movies. Lloyd Center has those things. But when it's not so much 
Retail, retail, retail. Buy, buy, buy. Sale, sale, sale. But it's more, hey, this is from this part of the world. This is music. and What you're hearing and smelling is from this part of the world. What you're hearing and smelling is from this part of the world. What you're hearing and smelling is from this part of the world. And maybe some of it is very overwhelming because there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of smells from different places in the world. But boy, like, I just think that that would be so fun. I've seen versions of something like this, like not like specifically like, hey, we're going to set out to do this thing to the point where, again, like you have to donate space at some point. I don't see how you can just be like, all right, I designate uh, what's your business is a Mexican business. Well, then it goes right here and it better make this much. Uh, like, I think you have to be a little relaxed with an idea like this um, for it to gain uh, uh, traction, right? You know, because at some point it, it, it's, people are going to be skeptical. I think what you need is a few seasons of an idea like this. So what grows in reputation is around the holidays in December when you have Hanukkah and Christmas and maybe Ramadan all sort of happening at the same time, Kwanzaa as well. Maybe there are certain parts of the year where there's a lot of different celebrations from a lot of different cultures at the same time. That's exactly when you would want to be at an international market, right? That's exactly when you want to be there. It's like maybe there's something going on in the Africa anchor where there's dancing and music and uh, food and storytelling and games and things for the kids or whatever because they're celebrating something of that culture and then of course you can just walk several hundred meters if you needed to to the europe uh anchor where maybe something else is going on of the same ilk but it's different because it's it's different because it's culturally different we don't really have that here in portland oregon i mean you could go to like uh, you could go to like a big uh, Asian food store and sort of get that experience. And then you go to like a small Russian store and get that experience. But they're not necessarily next to each other. You'd have to drive. Uh, like if you wanted to go to some place that's Russian, it's going to be on the east side. If you want to go someplace that's like Indian, it's probably going to be on the west side. It's just not concentrated. It's It's spread out. It's not linked together in any sort of way other than hey, we're just a store and we're catering to people who either want to come in and experience what we got here or people who grew up with this and this is familiar to them and this is what they want. I think the international market, in my mind, does both of those things. It provides a space for people to come centrally into the city. Again, lots of ways to get here. To experience that niche of what they need Maybe that is spices. Maybe that is fabrics. Maybe that is something. Uh, maybe it's it, it's just type of fashion. Like when I've seen this sort of idea before, it's it's because it's it's like an old mall in Texas that was sort of abandoned, and then the Hispanic community around that area sort of took it over and put in their style of shops. No must, no fuss. Right? You want a Western Union money? <laughs> you want to get some sort of like telecard or something? You want to buy your quinceanera dresses? You want to buy your big ass jeans with all the um, bedazzlements on them? Uh, you know, that's it was all there, and it was popular. But it was popular for the community that wanted those things. So I didn't see a lot of white people there. I was one of the only few. But with an international market, what you're doing is you're putting a lot of that stuff together. So would an idea like this work in the suburbs? Yeah, maybe. You know, again, I think Lloyd Center has a distinct uniqueness of having the space, 
the amount of floors, that you could, again, divvy things out and make things in a fun sort of geographical way that makes sense to the common visitor. Now, are people coming here from the metropolitan area to spend money? Are you getting the tourism from the regional people? Yeah, probably. Are you getting international travel to come here like you would if this was Minnie Macau? Probably not. Baby Bourbon Street. I still think we'd probably do better on Hades Island. But Lloyd Center has an international market. Think about Olympics. Think about World Cup. You know, think about going like World Cup at 8 a.m. You go to Lloyd Center. You got all sorts of different places. You could go to the Irish pub. You could go to the Mexican place. You can go to the German place. You could go wherever. You know, they're all probably watching it. Pick your crowd. I like the idea of the entire world sort of being shrunk into the Lloyd Center. I think that's where this is really coming from. It's just like a personal place within me that thinks that, gosh, it would be so much fun to like, you know, take my, uh, you know, take family members of mine who are never going to be able to get to uh, certain parts of the world. But at least, hey, it's like we could go for a walk in what is going to be the closest thing you're going to experience. I think that would be so sweet. Because there's a lot of people who can't make it out. You know, there's a lot of people who can't make it around the world. There's a lot of people who can't make it to the next stop. There's a lot of people who just can't experience tourism or travel or immigration in any way whatsoever. And they just stay where they are all the time. I've been very blessed to be able to travel. I've been very blessed to see what markets look like in Europe and Africa and South America and Asia. And I'm very blessed to live here in Portland, Oregon and have a resource like the Lloyd Center, which again, I don't go to right now because it is a, it's still holding on to that in your face. Sale, sale, Sunday, 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 retail, 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 retail experience. And I'm not the consumer for that. I'm not the guy who wants to go shopping. I can't think of anything worse than shopping. But I love athletics. I love to go watch sports. I love to go play sports. I love to play games. I would love to have a place, an athletic, urban, fun center. And hey, I like drinking beer. And I like uh, legal weed. And I like some parts of being debaucherous and kinky and intimate with strangers. Not much of a gambler, though. Not too much of a gambler or heavy drug user. But, you know, uh, Little Sin City, again, depending on how that thing is laid out, that might be a lot of fun. Certainly an interesting first date. That is an interesting first date. (laughs) Boyo. But of course, I think, yeah, my favorite, what I would want from the Lloyd Center, like what would bring me into the Lloyd Center? I think time and time, like at least once a month, international market. All the things that you could do around town, try to bring them together. 
you know, is there an area where you could have a little Japanese garden? Is there an area that you could have, you know, a kind of, well, I was going to say, you know, there is a movie theater on the third floor. So even international films, film festivals. But yeah, I mean, you could be playing Indian films, Spanish films, Italian films. You could always be running a different foreign film, maybe only foreign films only, maybe. And that food court already has the infrastructure. So, I mean, again, think of all the different creative foods that you could get at, at any time. It's, it's like, you know, in the middle of the summer, imagine, you know, you have one of those big international festivals. Well, it's like every day and indoors, rain or shine, get there on the bus, get there on the train, ride your scooter, ride your bikey town, use your feet. If you got to be in a car, we're next to the freeway and there's burp, burp, plenty of parking. An international market. Marseille Internationale, I believe is how the French pronounce it. That would be my favorite one. That's the one to mull over. Let your thoughts ramble on that one. Get your thoughts rambling. My thoughts have been rambling on this for a while. I've been plugging and playing this idea for quite a while now. You know, athletic, urban, fun center, good. Devil's Playground, TBD. International market. Let's figure out a way to turn Portland, Oregon's Lloyd Center into an international market showcasing all the different international and immigrant communities in and around Portland, Oregon, in the metropolitan area, as well as Native cultures who would like to participate as well. Let's have a place where everyone can go at any time of the year and something's going to be open. Again, how is it laid out? Who gets what? So again, some sort of co-op thing might have to happen. These are details that we can iron out down the road. When thought rambler becomes thought manager. But right now we're just rambling. So enjoy your rambles. Have a great day. Thanks for coming with me today on this adventure, thought adventure. I like thought ramble. Thought rambler. So thank you again for coming out with me on today's ramble. It was a fun little thought. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Don't run into any walls as you're staring at your phone all day. 